guys welcome to another quick strike and uh it's out and i saw it and i'm talking about the batman yeah okay that's not the that's not the correct batman but the theme is a killer and that particular batman animated show is uh, very underrated uh so watch that if you get a chance but uh batman we're going to talk about in particular is um Robert Pattinson's Batman. Okay, yeah, that might have been bad too. But yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the new uh, Gotham Burst, uh, or Batverse, however you want to put it. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Matt Reeves and what he's doing with Batman. As always, um, massive spoiler warning here. So if you have not seen the Batman in any capacity, do not, I repeat, do not listen past the whole morning. Hold, brothers. Hold. 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 Okay, now. Now that everybody has left the room that has not seen it, uh, oh my God. Uh, this probably has to be, um, in my opinion, probably one of the best Batman films we've seen on screen. Is that a little bit divisive and early to say? Absolutely. But at the same time, I don't care. That's what I think. And that's what you guys come here for, right? You come here for for the hot takes and the the not so hot takes and you know the the cold glass of water. But either way, um a lot of you who know me very closely know my feelings on the uh, Nolan trilogy um, as far as Batman is concerned. Um, but one thing that I will say, just kind of to get it out of the way, is that a lot of people were comparing the Batman to Dark Knight. That I will not do because they are two different films that achieve two different things. And I think when you're talking about Bat films, the Dark Knight is still one of the best Bat films. Period. As much as I'm not a huge fan of Christopher Nolan, that film achieved a lot for the character of Batman on screen that a lot of films just in general can't do when you're talking, you know, superheroes or, you know, comic books. Right. To the same effect that Matt Reeves created something totally different here for Robert Pattinson and his Batman. So. Check it out. Here's what I th I like the most about what Matt Reeves is doing outside of him being the excited kid in the candy store that gave us two really in-depth looks at the Batman um, during uh, DC's fandom almost two years in a row. I mean, this guy is he's the vision that he has for Batman and the universe he's building is absolutely unmatched. I don't think I've seen such dedication to the Batman character since Bruce Tim and Paul Dini um, were doing Batman the Animated Series, and that's saying a lot. Um, so it, it, enough of the, the primer here. Uh, here we go. So uh, the Batman actually takes place uh, two years uh, into uh, Bruce Wayne being Batman. So this is great because a lot of Batman stories, like origin stories, 
or retcon origin stories focus on him in his first year. Uh, but this is his sophomore year. He's been on the scene and people are already talking about the vigilante or, you know, the the one out to seek vengeance. Right. So because of that, they use fear as a really big element in this movie. So the the cool thing that I did like about this movie is uh, Bruce Wayne would be narrating a lot of what's happening with himself and kind of around him. And when I say around him in the, the city of Gotham and what his mission is um, and kind of how you would see it in like comic panels. Right. So that's one thing that I thought the movie did really well. Um, and I don't know if this was a conscious thing for Matt Reeves that he decided to do this, but the way that Bruce talked about his mission of being Batman was very like, okay, we took this directly from a comic panel and we threw it up on the screen. And that's a small level of detail. Uh, one of many small levels of detail that I think Matt Reeves really nailed um, here. Uh, but in Bruce's first, you know, kind of dialogue about talking about him being the Batman and using fear as his element, he's like, I am the shadows. And you see various different scenes of crime happening because it, it opens on uh, Halloween in Gotham. And you see these varying different crimes happening. And as they're happening, each criminal kind of runs into um, a shadow or a dark corridor or something that is uh, dark and foreboding. And they automatically go say, hey, you know, fuck this, I'm out. Um, because they, because Batman has instilled that kind of fear just within his first year of being there. Now you really get to see Batman um, in his uh, all out ruthless aggression. Um, insert John Cena sound clip here, but I will not because WWE will uh, sue my ass uh, just as quick as Disney would. So there's that. Um, but yeah, he runs into this. The only way I can put it is this gang of face painted clowns that were trying to assault this dude getting off a train. Um, and the first dude that tries to step up to him just beats the shit out of him. Just Hey, here you go, bro. Like, and then take this ass whooping and the gang proceeded to also get their ass whooped. Um, the cool thing here is that you also get to see, uh, the bat suit kind of in its, the new bat suit in, in its full, like new glory, uh, which also, um, attributes the fact that, you know, he's not in his first year. He's learned from being stabbed, being shot at, being hit in the face. So Bruce has adapted his suit to such like he has like this weird ultra Kevlar, I guess is the best way I could put it. Because people are just popping shots at him and he's just like, oh, my God, it's like, um, but that really sets the tone for the Batman that we're dealing with, because Bruce, when he comes back to Gotham, um, even in the comics, he is very singularly minded like he's all about his mission he's all about getting revenge for his parents um and he's all about just just making gotham a better place he doesn't care about being the playboy doesn't care about you know the philanthropy part of his family he doesn't care about any of it um and because of that um you also see 
him and Alfred uh, come to a head because Alfred's like, you have to maintain your image. He's like, I don't care about maintaining the image. I have a mission, Um, which throughout the movie alters itself, right? Like he Bruce as Batman figures out who he has to be for the city of Gotham. And that only really happens towards the final act, but we'll, we'll circle back to that. So one thing that's great here as well is the characters that are told around Bruce. So Andy Serkis, um, who was playing Alfred, uh, Jeffrey Wright, uh, who was playing, who was playing, well, detective Gordon in this one, not commissioner Gordon, uh, Zoe Kravitz, who was playing Selena Kyle, Catwoman, Colin Farrell, who's playing the penguin and John Totoro, who was playing Carmine Falcone. Now you would say, Hey, hasn't DC done this multiple villains thing or this multiple characters thing before? Um, and it not worked out so well, or it worked out pretty mid, um, like in Batman forever or Batman and Robin, um, or even in the, you know, Nolan verse, when they try to do, you know, multiple villains, it kind of takes away from the, um, the bigness of the story. Right. So like with Batman begins, you had the scarecrow and you had Ra's al Ghul. Um, and then even though, you know, the uh, dark Knight was, you know, supposed to be singularly focused on the Joker. Um, and then dark Knight returns is supposed to be about Bane. Nolan was more focused on making, you know, the, the city, I guess, a bigger character from my perspective, but Matt Reeves balances these characters and subplots very, very well, um, tying, into, you know, what's happening in street level crime, uh, because that's one thing that we didn't, you know, that's been retconned for the penguin is that he's kind of like this street level, you know, mob boss club owner. Um, and that's been a really important part of his character, um, as they've rewritten him. And they showed that very, very well here, um, with his connection to, you know, Carmine Falcone, um, and, also his connection to Catwoman, who also has a connection to Falcone because uh spoiler spoiler that's her daddy um so that is an interesting subplot that comes on as well too um and then Falcone's connection to the Waynes um and you know let us not forget um also the Riddler um who is tying all of these loose ends together um and the cool thing that they did with the Riddler in this film is in prior films or in prior iterations, he's always just kind of been the goofy guy um, that is all about, you know, the junk or the puzzles or the riddles. Right. Um, but his penultimate goal has always been I'm smarter than the bat. I can outsmart the bat. Maybe I want to figure out who the bat is. Um, but in this iteration of the Riddler, it's about, I want the bat to be my ultimate accomplice. I want him to be my partner because he's doing the same thing that I'm doing for the city of Gotham period. Doesn't really work out that way at all. But the way that this Riddler sets up his crimes is that he kills people that are very close to this, um, Wayne Foundation uh, renewal project um, that ends up being just a huge money grab for, you know, a lot of the key mobsters um, in Gotham City. 
um, which basically set up this whole false structure of the city um, and it being taken care of. And of course, it all goes by the Wayne side uh, when, you know, Thomas Wayne gets killed um, and because Bruce at the time isn't, you know, like, oh, hey, I can take care of this. The dude, I mean, he's he's an he's a child when his parents get killed. So that's not something he can directly navigate. Um, but Gotham is as a character is also known for being corrupt. So that's the route that they, you know, that Matt Reeves decide to take is not only just the corruption of the city, but the people that influence the corruption of the city. Um, and when the mayor gets killed very early in this movie, um, you get the, you get a revelation later on in the movie uh, by one of the dirty cops and says, Oh, you think the mayor like this, you think this mayoral election really matters? No, Falcone's the mayor. He runs this city. He's always run the city. And that continued into the Riddler's plot to, you know, clean up the city, but do it in the most violent, very, uh, saw villain like way possible. Um, and, the cool thing about it too is that they they did a, a really good job of kind of mixing um with this Riddler character, not only kind of like the Saw characteristics, but also mission-based or religious rhetoric um online, being able to attract a group of people um and getting those people to be able to mobilize because you, you found your group. That is something that we have seen uh take place in society. Uh, but we're we're not here to talk about that. Um but um, also to counter, you know, what the Riddler is doing, um, you know, both Bruce and Alfred, you know, kind of tag team. What is his, you know, what is the Riddler's ulterior motive here? Like, what is he trying to do? And Alfred is a big help because he helps kind of, you know, decipher a lot of the clues that are going around um, to kind of take some of that, the, I guess that light work off of Batman's back, but Batman is also like um, a detective. So here we go. I kind of probably figured it out already. But speaking of that, um, that's one thing that I loved about this movie. Just Batman as a character, right? So you get to see him as a detective, which we didn't really get to see. Um, I think the fight scenes were performed way better in this film than they have been previously. Um, but I also feel like, you know, the in previous films, Batman wasn't really like because he wasn't, you know, a young Batman or he wasn't really they didn't really put an emphasis on him being a scrapper or being somebody that can, you know, just totally beat somebody's ass. Right. Like, I think they did in some capacity, but not in the way that this film did. And then lastly, um, he's not infallible. I mean, there's there's times in the film where. Batman is just either getting his ass beat or being run into shit or being stabbed by shit or like he or he tries to get out of GCPD at one point. He does. Opens his parachute after he you know opens this tight ass wingsuit like the wingsuit was incredible like it was it morphed from his cape to a wingsuit and then he hits his parachute and runs smack dab into a bridge after trying to land on a bus um, so he's, he, he took his licks quite a bit. Um, but that's, but that's honestly good to see because we don't see a lot of anytime we run into an iteration of Batman on screen, he's already seasoned. He's already been doing this for a while. So he knows what to look out for. Like he hasn't, you know, he, 
the bumps and bruises that you see on him are new, right? They're like, oh, this is something that I haven't encountered before. Um, or this is just, you know, a night's work where I'm, you know, getting bruised up. No, this Batman's getting his ass beat a little bit. That's fine. Uh, another great thing about this film is the um, bat and cat dynamic. So let's talk about Catwoman for a little bit. So Zoe Kravitz, I believe, was probably the the best choice for this character um, because she's just one. She's just grown as an actor just incredibly. Um, but she, what she brought on screen was very, in my opinion a mix of what we got out of uh, Eartha Kitt when she played Catwoman very early on um, in the 60s. Um, and then also what we saw out of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer um, in, you know, Tim Burton's version of Batman. Um, I thought she brought a lot of that flair in her movements and less of the weird actual kind of cat antics that Holly Berry did that was way too much and that's a movie that we just don't talk about also whatever those two characters speaking of Bat and Cat played off of each other so well um, and it really set up them having their you know their tete-a-tete for the rest of however long you know Matt Reeves and DC decide that the series can go on um, another cool uh, dynamic here was the dynamic duo of uh, Detective Gordon and Batman, like they're very early in their uh, relationship and career with each other. You see the bat signals already set up at the beginning of the movie, um, and they, quite honestly, through a, a large portion of the movie, they go and do a lot of investigating together, um, which is cool. Which you really don't see in a lot of Batman medium, um, because usually if Gordon is somewhere. He's like, hey, we need your help with this thing. Batman says, okay, cool. I'm going to go do the thing. It's never really Batman and Gordon are going to go do the thing together. And that was a lot of what we got in this movie, um, which also really played very well into um, Gordon's trust of Batman and continued growing trust in Batman throughout the movie, um, even helping him get out of you know GCPD. Um, you know, by Gordon saying, Hey, take this key, punch me in the face and just, you know, walk out. Um, and the, Jeffrey Wright, I believe, um, is an absolutely fantastic Jim Gordon. I mean, outside of him just being a fantastic actor in general, um, I feel like he was made for this role of Gordon. Um, Probably also because his voice is so commanding um, that when you hear him on screen next to a crime fighter that is not as seasoned, he's also able to be the voice of reason for Bruce in, you know, times of like, oh, hey, you know what? You don't need to do it like that. Let's do it like this. Or let's let's take a, a route that's going to be more favorable. Like he's he's acting as Bruce's liaison in the two worlds, right? The vigilante and the police force. And you start seeing towards the end that, you know, the police and emergency services start trusting Batman a lot more because of um, the relationship that Gordon has not only continued to foster, but is also kind of making sure that he impresses on other people as well. What is the plot of the movie? Why are we doing this? Right. Why is, why is the Riddler doing this? So Riddler is <clears throat> specifically trying to root out the crime in Gotham. 
and like I said, he's doing it in the most violent way possible. That means killing um, anybody that has been involved with um, this renewal program. Um, and they set his his plot up pretty pretty slick because it went it, it dated all the way back to when Bruce was a kid and when his dad was running for mayor. Um, and the um, the Edward character um, in this movie, he was you know an orphan kid um, that saw that all the promises that he was made at this orphanage by Thomas Wayne was shut down almost immediately, you know, because Thomas died not too far after. Um, and you know, the Riddler blames, um, the Waynes and anybody that is indirectly connected to them, you know, via, you know, um, the city, whether it be, you know, public office, um, or the Falcone crime family. And he just wants to take them all out and he wants to start clean. And a lot of him starting clean or wanting to start clean, um, is he, um, just, he's like, I'm going to blow up the seawall to the city and I'm going to just clean it out. Like there's nothing you can do after I blow this up. I'm just going to clean it out. Um, which is also very, uh, reminiscent of, Batman Zero Year, um, which is where, um, again, is a a Batman origin story um, written by Scott Snyder that involves, you know, the Riddler. So if you haven't had a chance to read that, please do. Um, It's very good. But also probably part of uh, the inspiration for this film, along with, you know, The Long Halloween, um, which is a great Batman detective story. So there's some reading for you. So let's talk favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, probably number one, not even close. The undisputed winner um, is going to be um, the penguin and Batman chasing, like the car chasing. Like that was absolutely fantastic. Um, and the way it was set up was also uh, very clean. Because they kind of alluded to, you know, the Batmobile showing up and and multiple shots in the movie um, where it was, you know, Bruce working on the engine in one part or them showing the engine and it's not finished or, you know, them showing, you know, the car under a cloak. Um, Just little nods that, you know, he's finishing the car and you're going to see it. Right. The chase scene was set up so brilliantly because when Gordon and Batman infiltrate this warehouse where they're, you know, trying to move this drug called drop. They end up in a shootout and penguin is like, yo, I need to get out of here. But before he starts getting out, you just get this fade shot over to the shadows and you just see Batman like power up his like souped up old school with this massive bat engine that we're, you know, really familiar with, right? Whether it's been like, the tumbler or, you know, the, the various, you know, Batmobiles that we've seen, um, in, you know, whether it be, um, Batman or Batman returns or Batman forever or Batman and Robin, um, or even in, you know, the, the sixties Batman, like they all have this signature kind of bat engine. Um, and they did it in a, way that's still recognizable, but instead of it being just a massive vehicle, um, they did it as like a a, a high powered old school. And 
in this scene, it's set up so perfectly because Batman is revving the engine and it's the most frightening thing to the penguin. And you can feel the tension as the penguin is like, yo, I need to leave. And it's just like 30 seconds of Batman just revving this engine over and over. And as he's revving it, the engine itself is like glowing red, right? Like it's very like uh, Robbie Reyes, like ghost writer um, kind of stuff, right? Like it's just, it's just emitting these colors, right? Like these, this red coming from, you know, the engine and then the blue coming from, you know, the, the actual, you know, uh, the actual like combustion engine itself, I guess. I mean, I'm not a car guy, so I don't know. Somebody's probably going to ding me for this, but whatever, but you're getting a lot of colors that you're, you know, you're seeing out of this, darkness that Batman is hiding his car in and then when the scene starts it's almost it's very it's very midnight club fast and the furious um god what else can I Gran Turismo Forza like take all the the pan ultimate car stuff put it in a blender add some Batman that's what you get and it was such a beautifully shot scene from the warehouse to the end of the chase and the end of the chase is set up so perfect because penguin sets off this chain reaction explosion with these semis and he thinks he's totally he's got away he's got it nobody batman's not going to be able to get to him and the bat's car comes flying through these massive flames lands and clips the penguin flips his car however many times and Batman is just like walking up to Penguin and the only thing you see is the fear in this guy's face as this shadow of a man is coming to drag him out of his car. One small touch I want to note here too, um, if you guys noticed it or not, is that every time that the Batman is walking on scene, it sounds like he's wearing spurs. And I don't know if that is purposeful by Matt Reeves, where he, you know, wanted to kind of have like a Western outlaw aesthetic to it as well. Um, So like when you when you have Batman walking up in the scene, you just hear this this clicking. Right. And it just sounds like spurs. So the perfect example, you know, in that in that chase scene, he's walking towards Penguin. And the only thing that you see starting out is just the boots. And you just see the boots walking very heavily and you hear this clicking like they're just like spurs, right? Absolute masterful detail. Um, Matt Reeves is is kind of he's thought of small little touches that, you know, really makes this film stand out, you know, in, in terms of, you know, any other bat medium we've got, you know, on the big screen, you know, in the last God, 20 years. Um, second favorite scene um, when Batman is going to stop Catwoman from killing Carmine Falcone um, he is in the elevator hiding out and there's a bunch of thugs like you know looking for him one thug goes into the elevator Batman drops down beats the shit out of the guy leaves him in the elevator and then we get the classic kung fu hallway scene but it's done completely in the shadow. Like the only light you see is the light coming off the automatic weapons as they're shooting 
trying to get to Batman. And then one guy shoots him directly and you just see this light just bouncing off of him. And he just like just beats the shit out of dudes before he gets to the to Carmine's office. And I'm a I, I love action movies, but like scenes like those really, really kept me interested. Um, especially in a movie that clocks in at three hours, it's, it's gonna be a long wait guys. Like if you're going to go see this movie, I recommend seeing it early <laughs> because you do, cause it's three hours. Um, but one thing that I've said in, you know, numerous conversations with, you know, um, comic book friends, um, especially when it comes to the, the DC medium is, you know what, like it's better you know, because, you know, the we all give Justice League its, its failing marks, right? Like, even though, you know, the, the Snyder Cut did better for Justice League, but we still kind of give that whole, you know, universe that it set up as failing marks, right? Because they were like, cool, let's shove all this Justice League shit in one movie. Or like Batman vs. Superman, let's shove all this stuff in one movie. And we have to cut it down to like an hour and a half, two hours. No, give me like, if you're going to set up a universe and you're trying to rival what a Marvel has already done and you don't have the time to do multiple films like they have over the course of, you know, 10 plus years, then you have to, you have to extend your storytelling, which means you're going to have to make a longer movie. Not saying you have to go over three hours, but you know, that two hour, 30 plus minute mark into three hour mark is smart because you get to build a lot of universe um, and it allows you to get people used to the story that you're trying to tell. Right. Um, and this is why I think it was actually important for this movie to have the three hour time limit because everybody was so caught up on, you know, what is, what is the Batfleck thing going to look like? Right. But like the last time we're going to see him is going to be in, you know, the flash movie, you know? Um, and it's unfortunate, but you know, he, because the whole WB thing just never, you know, panned out and, you know, the, the stuff with Ray Fisher and, you know, Josh Whedon, you know, uh, being dropped off the face of the earth, um, by Warner and subsequently by Hollywood as a whole. Um, it messed up a lot of those initial like DC plans and there's nothing you can really do about it. Right. Um, so it was smart that, you know, DC gave, Matt Reeves, the airspace to build his universe, um, to set it separately from, um, what everybody else is doing, because there is still a main continuum of DC films. Um, but now also what we're getting, um, is, and this is smart and this is something that I, you know, praise them for, you know, finally getting is that now we're just getting elseworld films, right? Like, you know, just give us, you know, universes that are built around, um, the characters that they need to be. And call it a day, right? You know, you know, for all intents and purposes, Shazam was an Elseworld film. Um, Black Adam will, you know, more than likely connect to Shazam just because of, you know, those those characters are connected, but they're still kind of like in their own universe by themselves, unless you know DC decides to bring them in. Um, but this movie um did a lot for the character of Batman, especially because in, uh, personally, I think that character was kind of in turmoil after, you know, Zack Snyder had to, you know, step away. Um, and Josh Whedon came in to, to gummed up the works and, you know, it just kind of fell by the wayside. Um, and then, you know, the Batfleck film never happened. So 
Matt stepped in and said, hey, I want to make a Batman film and we're going to have to do it my way, which means we're going to have to do it separate from the continuum, which is unfortunate. But, you know, we don't if you want another Batman film, we can't really argue semantics right now. So what does this mean for the future of Batman? Well, as far as I know and as far as sources that I've read, um, the main Batman that's going to be in the DC extended universe um, after Batfleck is gone. Michael Keaton's coming back and they're making it seem like he's going to be the core Batman again. Don't really know how that's going to work because he'll be a much older Batman than, you know, Ben Affleck. But um, now I think he'll probably just be more of the man in the chair role. So, I mean, but we'll see. Um, but, you know, Matt Reeves has gone on record and said, hey, this is not a part of that DC, you know, extended universe. Um, you know, my Batman and my Gothamverse is separate from that. Um, but also because of that, we're getting uh, two shows that Matt Reeves or three shows, I guess, rather, um, that Matt Reeves is going to um, be either uh, writing, creating, show running, producing in some way, shape or form. Um, he's actually going to team up with Bruce Timm uh, for a new Batman animated series, uh, which uh, they, he hasn't really said if it's going to take place in his particular universe, uh, but then they're also kind of setting it up as a Batman animated sequel as well, too. Not really sure how that's going to shake out yet because they haven't really started any, you know, principal production on it yet. Um, and then we're also getting a series um, about the Penguin, uh, which will be cool. So we'll get more Colin Farrell in that fantastic makeup. Like you couldn't even tell it was him. Um, and you're going to get more of his story and hopefully it'll be a lot less like that horrible Gotham TV show, which we also don't talk about anyway. Um, and then lastly, um, we are getting a show that is centered around uh, Arkham Asylum, which was announced uh, earlier this week, I guess, or last week um, before, you know, the Batman you know was released. So a lot of. Bat first things, Gotham first things coming from Matt Reeves and the rest of his team. Um, and just going to you know go out on a limb and assume that, you know, the other cast of characters that are already been introduced in the movies will be, you know, around as well, too. There's no way they're not greenlighting a sequel for this movie. It's the highest grossing, quote unquote, post pandemic movie next to Spider-Man. <laughs> no way WB is not going to pull the trigger on a new one. Um but, you know, also, you know, when they do, where do we go? Right. Um, Matt Reeves has said in you know a couple of interviews that he's really intrigued by the character of Hush. Um, he would also like to take a shot at Mr. Freeze and making it grounded. Usually when they say grounded, it makes me worry a little bit. But just seeing how Matt Reeves, you know, played out this particular Batman movie, I think he could do something and it'd be great. Um, you know, Robert Pattinson has, you know, loved the idea of the Court of the Owls, um, which has been, you know, the biggest addition of Batman canon. Um, and, you know, even, you know, Scott Snyder, you know, has been freaking out online that, you know, the Court of the Owls has been, you know, trending, you know, leading up to the release of this movie. Um, but then also we got our kind of our first look at the Joker. Um, or the new Joker um, in this movie um, towards the end, you know, after all of Riddler's uh, machinations were 
uh, not really foiled because he got away with it, but he didn't really get the end result that he wanted. Right. So because of that, we are, you know, we're, we're going to get something different. You know, we're going to have a different Joker, um, which I mean, of course, everybody's like, oh, how many different Jokers are we going to get? Well, we're probably going to have more iterations of the Joker than most people would like to have. Um, but that's fine. That's that's fine. Um, also, it can be noted. Um, I haven't really looked into it, but the post credit scene from this movie was connected to a regular website. And I haven't like gone online to look at what it is or to decipher it or whatever. I'll do some research. I'll post it on socials. So you guys know, yeah, it may or may not be worth it, but who knows? You know, uh, again, Matt Reeves put a lot of detail um, into this. So, you know, maybe it's something we're not expecting. Um, So there you have it. There's the Batman. If I'm going to give it a rating, um, solid nine out of ten, honestly. I mean, you know, maybe you know, slides back a little bit, you know, maybe like an 8.7 somewhere in there, but, you know, closer to a nine for me, um, probably because I love Batman and I'm probably going to be a little more, um, gracious about the rating. Um, but definitely, you know, it was definitely worth the see. Um, I definitely go see it in theaters again for sure. Um, and then also the cool thing is, you know, I was looking on the, the Batman Reddit, um, and Matt Reeves, Again, this guy thinking of every tiny detail, um, he had actually sent a uh, thank you letter to, you know, all of the people that were working in the theater and, you know, saying, hey, you know, I really love that you guys are able to, you know, show my film and I'm really excited for the fans to see it. Like this is going to be, you know, one of the the this is going to be, you know, a really, really cool story that I'm excited people to, for people to see. Um, but you know, at the same time, because, you know, we shot this movie in a very particular way. Uh, we want to make sure that you play this movie um, at a specific um, rate or, you know, I'm not exactly sure, you know, because, again, I don't you know, know, how, know how film cameras work. But he, you know, notated a very specific setting um, that, you know, the the theater should be playing the movie at for maximum capacity, which is, which is so cool. Um, and that you don't see, you see a lot more directors doing it now just because they're very, they're very careful with their filmmaking and very intentional. Um, but I'm excited to see what else happens with this, you know, this bad verse. I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, I say all the time, you know, uh, star Wars needed, uh, needed its person to, you know, really, you know, run that franchise. They finally have it with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, uh, Kevin Feige over at Marvel. Um, and, uh, now you may have somebody at DC that can run a universe. Matt Reeves is really, you know, giving it his all. Uh, on top of, you know, James Gunn and the fantastic work he did with, you know, not only Suicide Squad, but, you know, Peacemaker. So, you know, a lot of this stuff for, you know, superheroes is really falling into place at studios. Like they just need people that understand the vision for live action to be able to run this stuff. Um, so there you go. 
hope everybody had fun with the Batman. I sure did. I really want to go see it again because I know there's stuff that I missed. Um, you know, and if I end up finding some stuff that I missed or if, you know, I feel like I can add some more context here, I may do another one. There may be, you know, an addendum to, you know, this, this episode. Um, but for now, uh, thanks for listening. You know, go see Batman again. Um, we've got a whole slew of DC films that are still coming this year. Black Adam is coming this year. The Flash is coming this year. Um, both of which look fantastic. Uh, Aquaman is coming. Uh, the new Shazam movie. So there's there's a lot. I mean, you know, Marvel has a pretty huge slate too. Um, and that slate is going to be, you know, pretty much ran by, you know, Doctor Strange coming up. Uh, so it, it's a good time. You're going to get a lot of quick strikes. A lot of quick strikes. But thank you again, guys. This episode of the Much To Do List was produced and recorded by me with original music by JT Quick. Follow us on Instagram at Cerebral Syndicate and Twitter at Cerebral SYN. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast service, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google.